thing on hello 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 oh hey oh oh my god oh my god dad <laughs> what it's the meeting you here shocking <laughs> let's see i don't know if i if i still have it in me do you think i still have it it's been a while so hey hello and welcome to everything in between the podcast where a dad and daughter duo delve deep into topics Oh no! <laughs> Delve deep into topics ranging from true crime to paranormal occurrences to urban legends and everything in between. Wow! I'm Emma. I'm the dad. See that your line is not as hard to remember. I'm old. Remember, and I'm only getting older. And this is our special holiday episode. Woo! We are back for this holiday season. <laughs> Catch us while you can. Um. Come on, come all. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is uh, this has been. Uh, I mean, we plan to do this pretty much every every holiday, every, every time break. I'm back home. Yeah, and then you know, again, <laughs> I just want to say that I was trying. He but, was trying. I mean, I know I was the the difficult one in the in the partnership in the business. But I we have to say, <laughs> and this is credit to, um, you know. Our, to the listeners who basically were asking, you know, every once in a while, you'd get the, hey, what I, you're going to do something, right? You're going to do mm-hmm. something? So, you know, I think uh, this goes out to, hey, Nick, Christy, we, this is for you guys, Greg. Bridget and, and Jennifer and Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Yes, to Steph, too. Thank you. I mean, I know, again, very <laughs> helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, to one international friend right now out in, uh, I think he's out in... Actually, I shouldn't probably say where, but to Rez. Rez, thank you, too, for listening. And again, for everyone else who do. But uh, it's been uh, it's been a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Did we did we used to swear on this show? Yeah, you put the little... You, that the was explicit. like your big thing. When okay. you first started, you're like, hey, this has got to be adult and explicit and all okay. these other things. Because, listen... It's been a really long time <laughs> since I've been able to swear on a on a radio show. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. So she left me. She left me for sorry. better pastures because better she... Better pastures. Yeah. I went to college and I joined our radio station there. Oh, no. The college part wasn't what you left me. It's just the well, point of saying, hey, I'm going to start doing this on my own, going solo. He was on my voyage, my maiden voyage episode of my, my radio show. Uh, no. uh, that's because she was like i just need somebody to do the first one because i don't know anybody here oh at college yet so you know blah 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 so again but and he has it was great an honor stories I, to tell it was an honor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was an honor that's right <laughs> but i went i i've been working on some radio shows at my college so you know tune in on wesu 88.1 fm middletown i'm dj starling over there over here i'm just plain old emma so I don't have like the the claim to fame. Okay, but but we're not allowed to swear on those shows, so (laughs) I had to I had to remember if I'm allowed to say fuck. I said it. Okay. Yeah, there we go. The thing that's edit it out. But what's interesting here is is that we basically are. I mean, the last time we did this, 
was in July mm-hmm. of... 2020? Was it 2020? I think so. Is that when you started college? It was 2020? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, so again, you know, we were just... We the pandemic rusty. was going crazy, everything like that. Um, and look, it's now December and... Of 2021. And at least we can walk around, but it feels like we're just going back into this. But um, but because of that, we had to like redo, and I know everybody had done this, on how they dealt with working at home. So mm. we're recording now in my studio. Yes. <laughs> Which is the basement. The he dungeon. claimed the basement <laughs> as his own. It is so, the Batcave. It always has been the Batcave, but now it's extra Batcave. It, it'll be interesting to hear what the sound is from down here compared to where we used to sit in the in the, uh, in the dining room, the dining room with everyone <laughs> around us. Yeah, but, very, yeah. very. But yeah, no. So we're gonna try to catch up quickly because I know that it's been a long time. A long and time. We're gonna take you through. We could just have a whole podcast on just yeah. catching up on what's <laughs> happening over the, the two years. Keeping up with the Dondas. Uh, okay, no, no one needs to hear that. Uh, I think they do. No. Um, okay, let's see. Should we continue on the college train? Yeah, first? I think you should. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, update. I'm still in college. I have not been kicked out yet. Thank God. Um, hey, <laughs> I started a cult. I mean, <clears throat> club. Um, <laughs> started a club. Woo! It's called West Coven. It's for witchy people, and there are a lot of them at Wesleyan. Fun fact. Uh, more than I was expecting. Um, but it's been actually really cool. I'm actually shocked that there wasn't a club for this already. I know. I was searching for one. And I was like, there's got to be like some kind of cult. And it led me astray a couple times. Um, <laughs> it led me to some dangerous and dark and adventurous situations. And then I climbed out victorious and I started my own club. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm living the life over at All right. Wesleyan. All right. All right. <laughs> and if you have forgotten Christian. Oh, um, yeah. So um, he's a senior now. And uh, he's just, you know, the college thing starting for him. And... It's kind of cool. He's right now. He's gotten three. He's a, he applied to four colleges in the like one early decision, a couple early mm-hmm. action, and he's three for th- three. I mean, he hasn't heard from the fourth yet, but uh, but I think he's already decided. I'm, I'm I don't think we're allowed to say yet who that is, but mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's good. So basically, he's trying to start senioritis a lot earlier. We had this whole he deal. Really where I is. Said, yeah. <laughs> said no wait till february break so that's the struggle here but hey it's good i think i think you were probably the most surprised that he got in right is that how? yeah (laughs) i was very surprised i was like okay i mean i i guess i can sneak you into some of my classes at wesleyan because there's nowhere else that's gonna want you but i was proven wrong yeah i mean in all seriousness he busted his butt and hey Mm -hmm. we're we're psyched and uh Next year, your mom and I will be empty nesters, and then finally, we can travel. Oh, there's around, still Willow. Say, you have to get her. Well, taking Willow. Trust me. You know oh. we're gonna get. That's not an issue. This is not an issue. We got our favorite <laughs> child. We're out. Okay. Listen. <laughs> so yeah. So that's kind of cool. But um, but yeah. No. And then basically, other than that, you know, I've just basically been the dungeon. Yeah. There's everybody has their own assigned floors of the house. That's right. Here, 
like Chris is at school, so yeah. But for all of his junior year, he was true here. He was his, so he took his the, floor was the dining the dining room, room. the dining room right our old studio. And then my floor is the bed my the bedroom floor with mine and my brother's bedroom. Right, and your and mom then, is upstairs. Yep, and, and yeah, I have the dungeon. But uh, which again, I'm not complaining because I have all the audio video equipment down here. Okay, and, yeah. I have all the audio video equipment yeah, okay. down here. My well, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, we have so much to catch up on tv wise we had to make a note on my phone for it and the thing is we can't really talk about all the stuff that's happened because everybody's probably seen it all so we're trying to go with what we think is coming over this great holiday yeah you know what i was just thinking about i really want to see last night in soho yeah i don't that's true yeah yeah, i don't know if it's out of theaters like if it because i know it was in theaters i think it might be i don't know if it's gone yet or if it I don't know. I thought it was already released, and I, I really want to see it. It's probably on streaming. I think I saw. I think it's like in that weird you can rent it for twenty bucks kind of thing. So it's Darn. probably still in theaters for a bit before it becomes, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I shall wait. I'm coming, my love. Oh God, Edgar Wright, <laughs> he's awesome. Um. Anyway, anyway, well, uh, what's upcoming? Well, the big thing is, and this goes out to um, probably your friends more than anything is Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I will say, though, and this is I'll throw it in there, is that when the all the Marvel shows were coming up on Disney, I just, you know, I didn't. He didn't watch them. I really did. I forced him. Yeah, to. no, you did. And I have to thank you for that, because when WandaVision came out and the only reason I'm talking about WandaVision, because I know it's going to have some in some there's some. It's coming in, in Multiverse of Madness, right? Right. And I well, also, because I, I do believe it just set the tone for everything mm-hmm. with what's coming in Spider-Man as well with Doctor Strange and all. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised on how much I cared for Wanda when I never did. Um, I know. She became my favorite Avenger. I was yeah. like, whoa. But I think Where that was w- this in the movies? And then... I mean, I wanted to see Loki. I know that was your, Loki's your favorite, so I was never concerned about that part. But even your mom had a blast watching Yay. those. I forgot uh, that Loki was and one I know of you, them. And you've been talking about Hawkeye. I, 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 God, I, I, I will because My you've been right. good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, and the thing is because you... Everyone seems to say that What If is not good, though. I didn't watch What If. I haven't either. Yeah. Um, and then I still haven't watched Black Widow either. Oh, a niche. But, you know. Yeah, well, that's... Oh my, that is unforgivable. Yeah, we'll get to At it least you watched Shang-Chi, so there's that, I guess. Oh, I did. That was great. Right? I really enjoyed that. I, I think, I don't know what it is about Aquafina, but... <laughs> She's so funny. I, I love it. She's great. I just have a... Uh, yeah. I, and there was a lot of um, a lot of Liverpool stuff for you to relate to in there. Um. <laughs> it, it just seems like Liverpool is everywhere, because I mean, I know we're going to jump to the next one, but even Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I wasn't saying we'd have to jump to the next bullet point here. It no, was I'm a just good saying, segue, but it was a good, yeah. It has been the year of Liverpool in TV. Well, I mean, I just think that they're getting their justices because they never got to celebrate all their mm-hmm. the, the, the main championship. But watching Doctor Who in the beginning and just seeing that, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But again, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting the characters. You know name. what else is getting their just desserts is the Great British Bake Off. Because the doctor gave a Paul Hollywood handshake uh, at one point, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> she um, said, Paul Hollywood handshake. And I was Well, like, because he's screeching. from Liverpool. Uh, okay. Was it? I don't know. And okay. at the end of the day, you know, we'll see. Um, but, uh, and then, but the things that I think that are coming, too, after these, the one that I can't wait for 
The Book oh, of yes. Boba Fett. Of I cannot wait to watch that. That nerd. Oh my god! It just it just <laughs> the, how that man, the second season of Mandalorian. I mean, everything about that too. Just even. I know we're just I feel rehashing like I know old very things. Very little about it, but I like. Um, okay, the any Star Wars people are going to come after me because I really I don't remember her name, but the the chick that was with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, just yeah. became Look, like. The, the one. I don't think we're even at the level of Star Wars fandom. We're not. You and I are not. Okay. We Very just, true. So I'm uh, just saying so that we can't the Star Wars fans are going saying. to be offended no matter what. But because she just, she became the first person to be a Disney princess uh, and in Marvel and in Star Wars, right? Yes. Like the, the Disney I, triad or something. I believe you. I think that that's her. I, I, no, I no, 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 you're right. You're I just right. can't remember what her character's name is or um, the actor's name, but she's super cool and I like her a lot. <laughs> and then I think, I have no idea if we ever talked about this in the past, but if you're looking for a... <laughs> <laughs> we must have talked about this. I don't know. I, I, yeah, we probably did. I think we talked about Letterkenny. Yeah. Letterkenny is Christmas Day, I believe. Um, I'm so excited. But I think on Hulu, it's the day after or something like that, because I don't think we get the Canadian channel. But darn, uh, those darn Canadians. Uh, yeah, but Letter Kenny, I... <laughs> I'm kidding. I love the Canadians. <laughs> I'm psyched. I'm so, so excited. I feel like I need to, to re-binge all of it, because I just miss it so much. Yeah, well, I know the other things that... I know it's not on the list, but your brother and I will finally with The Witcher coming oh, yes. out too, so I'm kind of psyched for I that recently well. learned that I am allowed, in fact, to watch The Witcher. I, I don't know where that I came from. It was yeah, like a little gatekeeping type thing. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, it's like, it's yeah. it's my brother's thing. I can't have the same interest with my brother. No. Oh, my God. So maybe I will finally watch it. Okay, not having this. <laughs> um, and then your new hobby. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Oh, God. It started a little bit later than it should have, in my humble opinion. Uh, I've started getting into Dungeons and Dragons, um, which should have happened a lot earlier uh, because a certain father of mine, it's right up his alley and he played it as a kid, but no, he couldn't teach me when I was little how to play it. I don't understand this part of, wow, I could just try this myself and find out some friends that I'd want to hang out and play this game with versus being, you have to bestow it upon me. Oh my God. It's like a, it's a tradition type thing. It's like a like a, an heirloom like passing of the torch type thing like you're supposed to teach me vital things for when i grow up I, dnd I, is like kind of one of those vital things yeah for some reason you think i was more into dnd than i really was so i, I did i enjoy I feel it like yes D&D is exactly what should be part of our brand okay well, I, I did enjoy it, but I was never a dungeon master. I w- it was always somebody else who had to take control of it. I so, am. Yeah. So, but I'm glad you are. And I will make sure that if you do decide to have a family that you will bestow it upon it because I will make it. My... Oh, I will bestow okay. it upon my we'll children. See. Fair enough. I If I <laughs> end up with children who are animals, they will learn how to oh play D&D. God. I'll teach Willow how to play D&D. The one thing I will say is that <laughs> I still have the original books from the 80s that. Yeah. They are very cool. There. That smelled like the basement mildew that, you know, happens to all houses. So, yeah. So, yeah. But there you go. But you know what? They are aesthetically pleasing. Oh, my God. Oh, so my that. God. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and then last thing before we, you know, do what we're going to do, I guess. We'll see how this all worked out is Liverpool. Of course. So, basically, 
I guess the quick summary is... Buckle in. This is the real uh, it's episode. It's not going to be long. We're just talking about Liverpool. <laughs> this is a sports podcast After now. they won the title, then the COVID year of craziness, they had they had a bad year, but they still made it to the top four, which was phenomenal. And then this year, come it's Christmas time, and usually you want to be somewhere near the top. They're three points off the lead, so I can't complain. Um, it's good to see, but I feel like I, I it's deja vu. I'm just scared. You're watching every game in this Christmas festive period where teams are just getting decimated with COVID. Mm. So I don't know what's, what's going to happen to the league. And the thing that is really interesting is I, I just learned this and I don't know, well, like, I'm assuming our listeners are like-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it, it, there's a crazy percentage of players in the premier league that are not vaccinated. I will say that Liverpool is, I believe a hundred percent double or at least has a shot close one? to, okay. and then there's a bunch already getting the booster. booster? So that's there's a couple teams that are like that. That great. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. trying to think about it, but it it's killing me. So like, what I I don't know what to even think because I'm 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 at a point where we do we just deserve this because people just don't. I mean, it's very simple. You remove the host, <laughs> and then we can keep moving. And the only way that's going to happen is, you know, you got to yeah. deal, get facts, yeah. and move on. Yeah, but. I'm psyched for the season if there is a continuing season. Um, And it's just great to watch football with fans. Mm -hmm. But again, who knows? But I can't complain. So So, so this is uh, in this special episode. It's your story. Well, it's a story that we're going to discuss. But um, it's going to be weird because we're going to try to do it. (laughs) together because emma emma knows a story because we've, we've doing talked it about, live yeah we're doing it live but uh yeah so uh i think uh we're gonna get into that let's do it all right so uh this story when, when we when i had written it um i don't know how to say this without giving away too much but um there is a lot from my uh, I don't want childhood. Well, it's not childhood because it it definitely happened later. So I was working. So Teenage high school, college, adolescence. Yeah, yeah, late <laughs> teens. I guess I don't know. Um, but what's interesting is that so it's it it's about it, it starts off with the summer and basically what it means to uh what it when you were working in the summer kind of thing, which you now yeah i got to, that experience now i yeah, worked so, as a summer camp counselor so i think this the story is very funny because i think you know you i think you did the story before or you read the story before you were the counselor so i wonder if it'll be any different yeah. now so so this happens like we said again it's about summer camps uh recreational camps that kind of thing mm-hmm. and this is going to take place it, time frame i'm going to say late 70s uh early 80s I wasn't late seventies when I was a teen, but I'm not that old. But well, I think you mean late eighteen seventies is when oh, you were a teen. All right, fine, whatever. Um, but if you think about that time frame, well, when I think about that time frame, no, I was alive too. Yeah, all right. It, I, there, it was more magical, and I think you probably folks have tried to get that feeling from the Stranger Things. I've world. seen Stranger Things. Okay. I know what it was like. Fear in the Street, 80s. that kind yeah, of thing. Well, yeah. Fear Street is kind of the nineties. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess pre- also they had they did have the seventies one. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, and this is pre mobile devices, so you know, kids 
just roamed, right? They just could do what they want. Parents are like, okay, home before dark kind of thing. The um, 70s and 80s was also when there were a lot of serial killers. Okay, that has something to do with... We, ha- we had this conversation. That had I a lot know, more to do with <laughs> other things. And I feel like, again, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> um, and, the, and I think the difference too is that I was just thinking about this is that... Uh, um, you, kids weren't overscheduled with things. You got to play versus like, okay, I have ballet this day. I have you know music lessons that day. I have to do Russian math this day. Or, uh, I mean, again, we, Russian math. Oh my god, you are so lucky the way you guys. We didn't do that to Russian you. Russian math. I thought it's you guys were all like anti-Russia in the eighties. Well, I, I'm saying that the overscheduling now. Oh. Compared to then, I right? have never heard of Russian math in my life. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know where that just one math came in from. general. I think you don't. Okay, have to listen. <laughs> so listen. anyway, so we're going to talk about a uh, a town called Shannonburg, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what happened over a few years again in that whatever late seventies, early eighties time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were in high school around that time, the summer was, how am I going to get a job? And a job that wasn't going to kill my nights. So the key part oh, yeah. was... Crazy nightlife in Shattuckburg. Well, this is a t- <laughs> this is pretty much a, a, a very... It's suburbia, but I would say more rural, right? Than, than yeah. I would say... Yeah. It's, it's maybe suburbs is the wrong... It, 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 by the 90s, every place became a suburb that if you weren't in a city. Um, mm. But... There weren't a lot of options in this town to get a job. So you could be, you know, cut grass. You could pump gas, which in this town, you, you're you not allowed, or in this state, oh, I, I should say. I wonder where this takes place. Yeah, in this state, you have to. Uh, Goodness. Jersey. <laughs> in Jersey, you, you're not allowed to pump your own gas. Um, Why is that? I, you know, honestly, I have no idea. Get but, with the times, Jersey. Come on. But, uh, and then, you know, or you worked at like the local little mini mart or whatever it was. Mm. Uh, but that, those jobs did not employ all the folks, right? Mm. So the glamorous jobs of doing well, yeah, white collar, whatever you want to call it, working as a receptionist in a dentist office or working at a bank teller or something like that, or some professional office, those were also few and far between. I mean, mm. you're in a rural place, but there were a few. So the dream job for most, at least when I was growing up, was working the recreational school camp, right, for the summer. And it was really fun. Oh, it's it's like it's the sweetest really gig fun. in the world because basically, you know, you are working depending on the the it was only like a four, half day. It's nine to one ish or whatever, but you got there an hour early and stayed maybe an hour later. Mm-hmm. But you're getting paid to play games. Right. I mean, you did arts and crafts. You did all these other things. Um, and you were outside. We used to have these epic games of capture the flag that would go all oh day gosh. long. It was unbelievable. Um, but the key was, how do you get that job? And um, you would Be fight excellent, for excellent. Like yeah. Me. Well, you, you, you had to. <laughs> and um, the other thing that was interesting, at least where in this town or where I grew up, too is that you had to fight for um getting the right school because they mm-hmm. broke it up like some some schools are for much younger kids i think this is similar to how you do your oh no actually what was your age group the whole well i was teaching but, theater so i had every age group but, but it ranged from like four to like 12 right so so when we were doing this 
it was broken up. The schools were broken up by age group. So you would have mm. the elementary school kids would stay together. Yeah, and go we to had one. upper camp and lower camp. Right. But we had that. But the, it was, you wouldn't have any older kids at the school. So it would be ah. kindergarten to third grade, you know, fourth through fifth. And then I think sixth through eighth. That's how it started. I think it changed over time because mm-hmm. of space and volume and all those other things. But the thing that was interesting is in this town, the the most prestigious school was a middle school that everybody wanted to get that job because it had the best facilities. There was a park. There was everything. Mm. And then there was this one place where there was just this one location where it was a old schoolhouse that was not in the most um, affluent part of the area mm-hmm. where uh, you didn't have a lot. And that's where... Um, you kind of just got placed. Nobody wanted that that right. role, so um, that was a tough thing. And uh, and it, and it was weird because everyone's friends, you know, most people who did this had been doing it for years, had gone to these to these camps growing up. But when those when they were handing out, you know, your location, mm-hmm. it definitely become came this class thing. Because oh where you got, where you were, you were treated differently. I mean, it was definitely a crazy social experiment. And I think that that happens. Classic Jersey. <laughs> so, um, so in this story, we're going to talk about uh, a couple people. So this guy, Raj, who... Um, is not based on anyone who in real life <laughs> can't be real. <laughs> he, he had been um, a counselor for years, right? And he had done the 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 main one, the the, hmm. the upper school one and, you know, whatever. And I think at this point he was going to college and that... Really? Went, yeah. Where was he going? He was just going to go to college. And when he was at college <laughs> after that, he thought, you know, I'm not going to probably do this job anymore. So mm-hmm. when he came back that first year, he was going to do something else. And then there was this problem where no one had taken over the school. So they basically were like, hey, you know, we need help here. Can you come back and just do us a solid? So he's like, sure, fine, whatever. You know, I can, uh, uh, we'll, we'll help, we'll help do, mm-hmm. <laughs> do this. Mm-hmm. Gosh. So when Raj takes this job, um, you know, again, he's helping out and everything like that. But there are other reasons why people wouldn't take this role. Mm-hmm. And that's because this, this old little schoolhouse uh had a couple quirks about it uh people would would see things there uh there are many stories about of of something or someone that would you know visit or appear uh, at that schoolhouse yeah and i think it's interesting because i think everybody who works at someplace old again this is this is a schoolhouse that had been there for Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I want to say 1800s. Maybe it was built in. Wow, it's you know. almost like it's a real place, and you're not just making this up. <laughs> wow, um, crazy. But uh, <laughs> but I think the thing that was crazy about it too is that it was only used. It was no longer a functional place. Mm-hmm. It was only used for this summer camp. So it's vacant during the winter and everything else. So just more creepiness of the whole thing of why it was only open for these six to eight weeks over the summer mm-hmm. yeah and like i think because of its its sort of uh 
reputation was a lot of like we kind of said this already but like why it was so disliked and as a location and, and avoided uh it was it was like you said like kind of in an area where there were houses yeah it, so people it, would like neighbors were able to see uh weird shit going on and that, and that's the thing is that so it became this and every town has this right so you know mm-hmm. just think about where you grew up wherever when you were a teenager if there was something haunted there was like a rite of passage to it so teens would always go to this place mm-hmm. to either freak out or you know again the dude who was like you know this is 70s 80s but it could have been anyone you and your partner are going to some place to be like oh yeah let's see i'm gonna you know or if you didn't know about it if it if it was new to you this was how you learned about things and people would drive park to see what might happen and Mm -hmm. and that's that just added to the whole thing so what was weird was that the little kids who would end up going there really didn't know about it, but every counselor mm. was aware of it. So Raj, again, is doing a solid, taking this thing over, going to take care of it for the summer. Um, and what was interesting is that he had a he had a best buddy named Patrick who um, stayed on, and he ended up getting the 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 good gig. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and the. I think the the story they or at least that people know of this place and like what what makes it so creepy is that the at late at night the schoolhouse there would be a light that would appear sort of at the top in a window um and people like that would be kind of enough to freak a lot of people out uh and scare them off and then the few that would stay and be like, oh, what's this? Let me go and look. I'm going to die in a horror movie one day. Um, that person <laughs> would see almost like a shadow kind of move in front of the light uh, in the, like the lower half or almost like a silhouette. Um, and then after that one, that first shadow comes, a second one then eclipses everything um, and turns the window dark. Uh, and it wasn't every night. It was sort of, it was like a, I think that kind of it, fed into that. Yeah, it made it like, feel Can that, you see it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 100%. So I think that that part of the what is going on mm-hmm. versus how is this happening, that kind of thing, is is what always freaked people out. So, so Raj is taking this job, um, and when he gets to the, to the gig, it, it's, again, it's a small place. There's probably maximum between maybe 20 30 kids would show up so they're still that's too many for one person so he, he did have um he was paired with a partner uh, her name was Catherine. went by cat um <laughs> and you know they they had known each other just because everybody had worked place, but they never worked together until this time mm-hmm. and raj was like whatever no big deal and he he realized when he was at the schoolhouse compared to where he was before, he's like, mm-hmm. wow, there really isn't a lot There's nothing. here. <laughs> so um, what he was trying to figure out was how do they get the benefit of what the other schools had? So he ended up working out this deal with Patrick saying like, look, let's just have as many games against like wiffle ball, capture the flag versus Man, that kind of thing. this guy sounds a lot like someone I know. Okay. I wonder. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the card part was – Figuring out how we were gonna, <laughs> how they were gonna <laughs> get a little bit of a, a Freudian slip yeah, there. get busing to figure this out, but it worked out. Like I, I, I think the biggest thing was there was enough 
sway to get the ability to get these kids there, which Mm -hmm. I think was great because it now became this thing about bragging rights in the town of who gets where, who plays, who wins, who does this and all these other things. So Raj and Kat are going to meet early to go over all the permission slips, understand equipment. There's a whole thing, right? Let's not lose a child. I understand. As a former (laughs) camp counselor, this is And for all those out there, you know, if you, (laughs) there, there actually is some organization behind it. Usually you hope. Um, There is. (laughs) Raj gets there early and he's ready to unlock the door to go inside. When all of a sudden he hears footsteps from the inside. Tap, 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 tap. Light. Yeah, exactly. I'm great at this. I'm adding special, you know, to make it more real. So he's on, again, on the outside of the door, he hears Mm -hmm. these these footsteps. So he's thinking, Cat's there, you know. She beat me to it. Right. So he's going to just open the door, but it's locked. (laughs) So then he's thinking, oh, you know, Cat's there. She probably locked the door. She's just from a safety safety point of view kind of thing. So he's knocking on the door to say, hey, cat, you know, open the door. Knock, knock, knock. I was going to do it on the table, but I don't know if it was going to register well. It might. Yeah. Oh, I think that worked. So This is great. Oh, you're... New career path. Uh, uh, we're so proud. Um, <laughs> hey. And he, when he's knocking on the door and asking for cat, cat drives up behind him. Ooh. So Raj kind of does a double take to be. She revs the engine. Right. He's thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right well cat's behind me who's in the house so he's reaching for his keys and you know he's making noise it's <laughs> because he wants to i guess alert whoever's in there that yeah. there are other people here so cat's now approaching him and he's telling her that there's something weird going on i, I like there I, might be somebody yeah inside. i think i i mean i thought i heard footsteps mm-hmm. so that's what so raj is saying that to her and everything like that yeah <laughs> and He's now kind of thinking, what else could it be? So he he asks Cat in the area. There's there's like a corner market. It's you know? suburbia. Yeah, it's a small little thing there. So he's going like, look, just like, maybe ready. head over there. Yeah, call the police if we have to kind of thing. Again, no mm-hmm. cell phones, that type of thing. Oh, the horror. <laughs> so they're standing in front of the door, locked. Yeah, still and, haven't had the bravery to right. go through. And at that moment, they all of a sudden start to hear these heavier footsteps coming from the upstairs boom, of the place. Boom, 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 boom. And then this door swing open. <laughs> and then they continue to hear the steps coming you know, boom, boom. across the floor. Boom, 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 boom. And the thing that's really <laughs> weird I'm about... I'm going Foley. <laughs> the weird thing about this is that Ra- Raj and Kat are kind of now freaking out because there is an access to the, to upstairs. the upstairs. It's, it's all sealed. sealed off because... You know, it's an old house, and it's only used for just that first yeah. floor. Also, just That's because they don't want decrepit and right. like shut down, like no power and like abandoned. Yeah, and it, it, only probably that probably f- not a great place to be keeping your kids in the summertime. We never <laughs> check for lead paint and that kind of stuff. But anyway, you know, the, the first floor is what is accessible to all of the 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 camp counselors and the kids. Mm-hmm. So Raj now is yelling through the door. That hey, the police are on their way. Whoever's be in there, your voice because you're going yeah. to the. Get out! The police are coming. <laughs> you know, you got, you got to hurry up. They're going to be here in no time. I mean, we can be the dad and daughter duo in the Foley business. No, that's not going to happen. I um, think this is a great career path for us. 
so Aster, <laughs> we need to Aster, take this podcast to the next level. <laughs> as Raj is is saying these things through the door, he starts to hear the footsteps coming towards the door. Tap, 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 Again, Raj and Kat now are like, this is messed up. So they're slowly backing away from the door and thinking, yeah, police time. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, they start to hear heavier footsteps following the lighter footsteps. Now, this is at- how you imagined it, right? When you were writing it down. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I'm really we're like really well connected because it's like a bond, you know, between father and daughter, and like I know exactly the vision you had when writing this, and so I'm like helping bring that artistic vision to life with my craft. I, I'm sure all the listeners thank you. They're they're they're, they're probably thinking to themselves, going, "Wow, wow, this Can is you tell, like, the production value school? of this episode." I mean, they the, the two years of college this. has just you know proven. Yeah, I've learned so much. <laughs> so. um as they're backing away, they all of a sudden start to hear this almost scratching on the door. Something's trying to get out. I'm oh channeling Quint. Okay, we got to stop this. <laughs> um, and and whimpering. Don't. Okay. I wasn't going to do it All right, that fine. Time. So here's the whimpering. I'll just bring Willow in oh, and she can whine. It's not a dog. They're just hearing this scratching and whimpering coming. So now Raj and Kat are... <laughs> thinking there's somebody in distress here. So they go towards the door and Raj fumbling for the keys, trying to open it. I'll refrain this time. Kat is talking through the door going, hey, are you okay in there? You know, Mm -hmm. we can help. The moment Raj puts the key in the door, something ran into the door from the inside. rams against it. Yeah, hits it so hard that it, the key, you know, this this doesn't, it's like those old school things, Mm -hmm. right? The key comes flying out. So then they hear these heavy footsteps again. The door opens or a door, you know, they hear another, that same door open again. And then Mm -hmm. the footsteps go back up the stairs. That's enough (laughs) for Raj and Kat. They just leave, Mm -hmm. go to that that market and they call the police. So this is how you can tell that they are not uh, uh, white because if they were white, they would be going inside. (laughs) my god um i'm right all right and i should say it (laughs) um i'm hoping people are still listening uh i'm adding color (laughs) okay i'm vital to this process you are oh no no doubt uh so they call the police and they end up talking to dispatch dispatch said we're going to send sergeant sergeant uh baron is gonna uh mm-hmm. come out there so he he arrives and he knew raj they played pickup basketball you know usually on sunday mornings that kind of thing ah, so i wonder this seems kind of unrealistic dad i don't think this is this is based on anything real at all so <laughs> sergeant baron didn't second guess what he was being told because, you know, he knew Raj mm-hmm. and everything else. And it wasn't the first time to schoolhouse. I mean, he had been there for all these other things. So he always thinks that it's just teens, whatever, just people causing Breaking in, mayhem, causing our yeah, chaos, havoc, whatever Youths. you want to call it. So Raj unlocks the door. Baron goes inside, searches mm-hmm. the schoolhouse, and finds nothing. Checks the sealed door to the upper floor. Everything's intact. Like, mm-hmm. 
it's, and it's still sealed. Yeah, it's it, it, and and I guess we should be clear. It's not as if it was locked. It was sealed almost with it wasn't plaster, but you you can't even see like, the outline. Yeah, right? yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's like, you can see a door. Coraline, when they find the the little door that goes into. Do you not remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's like you, you see the behind wallpaper. Almost. Right. You see a door, but the the outside seam is completely closed mm-hmm. off. So even you know, like the I think you could still like, see. There's the, no sign that it was ever opened. Yeah, I can. I'm still trying to remember. I think even the doorknob may have been removed, so it was just Ooh. a door. Right? And was the doorknob like? Was there a hole you could look through? Or was it also filled? I think that was sealed too. So I and it wasn't just kind of a wood thing. It was almost as if it was sheetrock to a point, mm. but wasn't completely covered so mm-hmm. you would know there was a door there and you knew there was an upstairs and everybody knew it was an upstairs i mean you could see the window up, right yeah. and that's why the thing with the lights upstairs always freaked so all the freaky, teens yeah. out right right so they searched everything's fine mm-hmm. raj cat and sergeant baron are outside and bear's like you know you guys okay you know and right. and they kind of talk about like look we have this field trip this and that and they're a little spooked but like yeah they're like we're fine right and so baron has told goes through it like look we all know the stories mm-hmm. this that or whatever it could have been a prank somebody could have been trying to do whatever but it's weird that's coming during the daylight because usually like, a, it wasn't like they were inside to see it it could have been right someone making a mess and everything and like making it seem like things were happening that weren't right absolutely so but it's still weird enough that they're all kind of you know click put it yeah. back in the memory Let's just, you know, we're aware. Be, yeah, be, be very wary. So um, they're go- They're still getting ready for the trip. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be not freaked out anyway yeah. with the kids, not, not talking about to all the kids. But Sergeant Barron's like, look, you know, I understand you guys are going away. So I'll, I'll just make a couple pass-bys mm-hmm. while you guys are away just to make sure no one's coming back or no one's, you know, no one's playing a trick on you, right? right. That kind of thing. So which would have been amazing too for that to happen you know if that kind of thing were there but whatever crime was at zero in shannonburg right so now <laughs> the kids are showing up and there's a police car there too so that kind of fr- so baron's like I, i'm out of here you know mm-hmm. i just don't want to kind of be there so cat super quick-witted just tells all the kids that oh the sergeant was just dropping by that you know to remind raj hey we got that game this week don't mm-hmm. forget I'm, you know that kind of thing so no one thought anything different about it so they're now getting the kids ready to go to get onto the bus, and they're waiting for the the, the last stragglers and everything. And Kat always sat in the way back of the bus to stay with uh, some of the kids and, mm-hmm. and just focus on them. Raj is in the front. I was a favorite amongst the younger kids oh, at for... my summer camp, just just so you know. They really liked me So because I'm really cool. So Kat's <laughs> in the back of the bus sitting with this 8-year-old girl who is, you know, looking at the house and mm-hmm. waving right and cats thought oh that's so cute you're saying bye to the house before yeah. you know for that kind of thing and the little girl laughed and said no silly you know i'm i'm saying bye to the little boy upstairs instant no throw the child away <laughs> cat whips her head around looks upstairs <laughs> and she thought she saw this light turn off mm-hmm. right away she's just thinking this is insane yeah. and she's kind of stuck in this bus ride too because like She's got to wait till she gets off to actually talk to Raj right. about this. So when she can get the moment to tell him, to she's, like pull him aside. Right. Yeah. She tells him what happened, and they're both kind of going, "Okay, you know, not great." We're <laughs> there's there's an oddity here. We got to mm-hmm. figure this out. 
days go by, right? Mm-hmm. Kat and Raj are, they're on edge because they're this wary. thing happened. Yeah. And they have to keep this uh, demeanor, right? Mm-hmm. Outward bound that doesn't freak out any of the kids. There were no more incidents. They like made sure that they were not coming astronomically early anymore. <laughs> like that. They, yeah. That, and again, Sergeant Barron still did his drive-bys, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. The only thing that they started to notice different in the place were crafts just being or disappearing or things like yeah. that. The specific thing, though, were red crayons, red pencils, or red markers. Right. Which is always a great sign. But again, y- y- your your imagination can only go so far. Yeah. Kids can take stuff all the yeah. time. You know, you don't, you don't. We lost it. so many arts and crafts. Oh, of course. And, like, uh, it, it's just the natural uh, way of things. <laughs> but that rest of the summer, that was pretty much it. Everybody is kind of forgetting about it, this, that, or whatever. Summer's now coming to an end. Yeah. And Raj and Kat now, the last thing, and again, I'm pretty sure you probably did this too, is that you have to do your inventory and you got to, what yeah. do you have? What I is had all... to help dismantle the arts cabin because I was part of the people that set it up and we didn't have an arts counselor. Anyway, it's fine. Moving on. <laughs> right. So we have to clean all that up, right? So you're going to go, you're going to deal with that. Um, now, as they're doing this after the last day, because why do it? You know, you have to wait till everybody's gone. And, you mm-hmm. know, this is one of those weird things. So you're not really getting paid for this kind of party thing, but you do what you got to do. Such great employees. They are. They, they. They're so great. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're doing this. They're doing the cataloging. It is a small schoolhouse, so it's not going to take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, we're going to do this. Like, they're, they've got this on lock. They're like, we got to have some semblance of a summer vacation. Like, that, so. that was the advantage because. Yeah. Yeah. You only had, there's like three balls. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know what? There are like no red markers that they have to sort now. <laughs> so they're like, yay, one less color of the rainbow. <laughs> and well, and I think Kat's at that point where she's taking all the crafts out. Mm-hmm. Raj is now organizing them. And Kat is kind of this point going, it's really, it's so quiet. This is all, eerie. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I can't, you know, focus on what I'm doing because it's so quiet. Like, all I can think about is, like, how still everything yeah. is. And it's, like, skeeving me it, out. It's weird because, you know, at least you had... Wigging pa- me out. I'm bringing that back, by the way. Well, and partly <laughs> it's because usually when you're in this space, it's all the kids around. And yeah, like it is never quiet at a second. Raj is like, look, I got a radio in the car. Let me go grab that. We can at least have music going on. And this is in the days before Spotify. Right, so it's they just... They weren't what... able to pull up everything in between wherever they get their podcasts just right. to fill the time. <laughs> so we had to listen to live radio, like, I don't know, WESU or something. Oh, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so she's... she Cat's like, that sounds great. He grabs it. Raj goes, grabs it. Plugs it in and, you know, turns to that local station and... 88.1 FM Middletown? Yeah. Well, 0.1 not, FM Shannonburg? Listen- <laughs> we're not listening to Connecticut music. And... Uh, not unless it's my radio show. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of, you know, grooving to it. They're getting, you know, they're in a groove themselves as well. Mm-hmm. But the music's going and everything's great. And Kat asks at one point, hey, what happened to, these bo- to the box crayons? And Raj like at the point to the table. You, but you then, and he looks over, and they're like, "Oh my god, where, where did they go?" Gone. <laughs> and at that moment, when they're they noticing like have this, this thing, moment of realization, right? 
Well, that, yeah. That, the, the, the box is gone. The box gone. is yeah, gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The whole house loses power. Music stops. Everything mm-hmm. goes, I don't want to say black, but dark. Mm-hmm. Because it's still daylight outside. Right. Cat is now checking, checking light way. switches. Is like, no, my radio. Right. We're in the middle of, you know, the A greatest. jam sesh. It's, right. It's, girls just want to have fun by Cindy Lauper. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing's working. Um, and then with everything back to that eerie quietness, mm-hmm. they start to hear these muffled voices. Oh, God. Keep talking. They hear these muffled voices coming from upstairs. They can't make out the words, but they can make out the tone. Anger. Okay. So, um... <laughs> I'm very convincing. Again, they can't go upstairs, so they go run outside to kind of look upstairs to see where the sound was coming from. And as they're outside, they don't hear anything, mm-hmm. right? So Raj starts to go around the house. Cat yeah. then... He's casing the joint. Grabs his arm, and she points to the top of the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. The light is on. How can the light be on yeah. when everything else is off? Raj is telling Kat, just stay where you are. Uh, I'm going to go check this place out. You should have called his bestie Sergeant Bear is what he <laughs> yeah. should have done. Well, they'd have to. Yeah. Well, they can't do it in the moment. Um, now, Kat SMH. isn't I like take this, back what I said about them not dying in a horror movie. Kat isn't this wallflower. <laughs> she's not. And they're like, oh, protect me. She's, she's like, yeah, yeah. Whatever, dude. Let's go. Let's. Yeah. I'm coming with you. Um, she's going to beat some ghosts up. <laughs> so they go inside. And again, it's silent. Dead silent. No more whispers. Nothing. No no muffled voices of anger. <laughs> yeah. That, none of that. There's none of that happening. Raj and Kat <laughs> figure that they have to go figure out where the fuse box is and deal with that because that's the only way to get the power on. Um, it's dark. They go to grab a flashlight. Um, or wish they did, but they don't have one. Um and Kat's thinking, hey, I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a lighter That's in one of those. just like what happened in my play that I was in. Another update. I was in a play. She was. It was great, actually. We, it was we really said. great. It was the most Wesleyan thing ever, too, because it was like an experimental interactive. Like we did it in a house and not a theater. And like the audience seating was like very intimate. It, yeah. No, that it, it was. Liberal sa- arts. Liberal <laughs> arts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, I it was fun. I your, your mom and I did go. That was that was a good time. So yeah, okay. it was fun. <laughs> right, anyway, but, <laughs> back to the eighties. So, Cat remembers. Hey, there's a there's this. I think I saw a lighter in one of the drawers and in, in the um, junk drawers of the kitchen. Like what was there of the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes to get it and you know flicks it on. Slight flame, and they are using this flame to basically find the fuse box. And See, if they had iPhones, this would not have been a problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, 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 even if you had the iPhone, you couldn't find the fuse box. Listen, it's a box on the wall. Do you, know where, do you know where our fuse box is here? Is it in, in the back room? Do you know how to is turn? Is it the gray thing? That's yeah. Like by uh, the th- See, I know where it is. I could find it. Could you turn on a fuse? No okay. comment. <laughs> so anyway, they get in there. That's they not my find... job. That's your job. <sighs> I just live here. They find the fuse, (laughs) switch it on, and they're startled, kind of jump scare because the music 
flares back on. I just want to say I do know what a fuse box looks like because I was picturing the one in what we do in the shadows when they're like, oh, the paint cans are underneath the fuse <laughs> box. Right. This is a, a hazard. <laughs> so that's okay. how I got that's to that image. <laughs> Everything you learned from the movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> so now Raj and Kat kind of laugh at themselves from the jumping of that part and they're mm-hmm. kind of like whatever it's old house you know even though this never happened Cindy Lauper is now blaring well no it's probably moved on to the next song by that time it's a Cindy Lauper uh it's, loop they don't they don't do they didn't have you know three of three kind of thing like that point okay then um, it's Pat Benatar I will take that <laughs> that works um so they're now they're, they're back to inventory and let's just say that they decided to maybe finish up as fast as they could. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. As they're starting to do the inventory, Kat stops again, grab, grabbing uh, Raj's arm and say, and points at the table. Mm-hmm. The crayon box was back. <gasps> and Leave. <laughs> Leave. It, as she's inspecting that box, she notices that there's a piece of paper tucked underneath the cover. Mm-hmm. So Raj looks at this paper, mm-hmm. opens it up, and on it are these words. Want, leave home. And it's written in red crayon. And it's definitely written, By appears it. to be. Yeah. A child, child who didn't go to school, clearly, okay. can't even write a sentence. Okay. Dumb little child. All right, fine, Grandma <laughs> Queen. Let's move on. They're looking at the box and they notice all the red crayons are missing in the box. So they're kind of spooked now mm-hmm. and they're just saying, let's just, we're done. Yeah, you know, let's we're, just... Inventory's done. We're, 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 we, no one's going to miss anything here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they leave, lock the door, they're outside and Raj and Kat are starting to approach their cars when they hear a child's voice say, What? Leave home. <laughs> Now I feel like E.T. is in the movie. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm trying my best here. It's hard being a Foley artist. (laughs) So they hear that the same words. They both turn around and all they see is this light on upstairs. And as they're looking at that light, it's now or it just appears to be eclipsed by a dark shadow. Mm -hmm. They're out. (laughs) They're that lid. Yes. They, they just, enough's enough. They're gone, yeah. Again, this is the end of the summer. Everything's going on. Mm-hmm. Time passes. Raj is now on his way back to college. At Wesleyan University? No. And, um... <laughs> I wonder where then. He, he didn't really, he didn't talk to anyone about what happened. Not to his bud, Patrick, to any of the folks at the recreation. But I mean, This is where Raj and I have our differences. Because I would be telling every single person i could <laughs> it's just one of those things where you know let's just get back to because you know you only have so many weeks too before you go back to college you want to hang out with your friends like, that kind of thing. i just got spooked by a ghost so he's focusing oh, on his degree like, okay, but it's there right he's holding mm-hmm. it in the back of his mind um and you know he he, he finds himself kind of lost in a fog because he's hearing that voice of want what deep home because like when he heard it that first time he thought it was a command right you know so because he want you leave home right he's thinking that that's what was being Mm -hmm. told to him now 
he's rethinking it in his head and with that et voice in the back of his mind it keeps gnawing at him and he's and he's going to and he's just like okay maybe i don't know maybe it's different i don't mm-hmm. know see we- i latched onto it immediately i gotta say like okay. raj you know he's in college clearly he's not at wesley and he doesn't have the critical thinking right so <laughs> that night he dreamt about the schoolhouse and that dark shadow coming over there mm-hmm. and what would happen is he'd start to have that recurring dream you know over and over on while he was gone for the semester at college did his grades suffer no <laughs> oh wow i wonder why <laughs> I wonder if he's like based on it. I don't know. So Raj <laughs> is getting ready. You know, it's break starting to come. He's had a, a good semester. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Ooh, we're getting close to the holidays here. We're, yeah, we're so, building up to it. <laughs> so he's going to come home and he's psyched again, you know, catch up with your friends. I assume, you know, you were too when you were coming back from college. None of my friends were here. Also, I was really sick from my booster. <laughs> fair for on thanksgiving so so and turkey the whole everything that's that's raj is looking forward to it mm-hmm. i uh, was looking forward to it too so, <laughs> and i passed out so so he had oh god so he has his you know thanksgiving meal everything's great uh ate you know food coma the whole thing friday morning he's still full um but he's still now he I didn't really want thanksgiving dinner oh that was god. a really good turkey not that i could feed it to myself but oh my it was god. delicious <laughs> Jeez. that's a whole different story um that's gonna be our next topic yeah. an in-between of, of my experience with the booster <laughs> oh my god uh it's friday morning and like i said he, he's picking at everything and the doorbell rings He's the only one awake. <laughs> Pretty much, which is normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he, it's it's weird because it's the Friday morning. He's not expecting anyone else. Mm-hmm. And as he gets to the door, there's Cat. As white as a ghost. She is visibly shaking. The color yes. drained from her face. See, I'm the author of the two of us. So I, I add the, the you, descriptions, yes, right. you know. It's my thing. So he he, <laughs> he, he lets her in. And she is just can't stop. I mean, it's it's just this nonstop everything about the schoolhouse. She's just bursting out. Same. <laughs> so she goes in to tell him the story of what happened, and she's she says, "Look, her friends wanted to spook the next gen of of kids, kids, right? Have for, that rite of passage, right? At that schoolhouse, and Cat was kind of over it because." Yeah, I would be too. For a reason, yeah. <laughs> but her younger sister was the one that was now go. ready, right? So she she wasn't going to let her go by herself. This mm-hmm. was coming thanks it was Thanksgiving evening and that's because everybody's home, that kind of thing. Right. Um so they're all going to go after Thanksgiving dinner. So when they arrived there, it was just dark, right? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say it was just dark. I mean, they they're they're there. Everything's dark. Um People are mocking this whole thing. They're folks like nervous laughter, that kind of right. thing. They're sitting out there watching this darkness, blah, blah. You know, everybody's like this, that. People are telling boots, you know, whatever. Yeah, they're like getting bored probably yeah. and like ready to give up. And then all of a sudden the upstairs light goes on. Mm. 
which causes everyone to pretty much yelp, scream in the car. Gosh, I feel so bad for all the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I think that is part of the problem, too. Yeah, I think the neighbors never liked seeing cars coming Sergeant in the middle Baron of the night. Sergeant is, like, getting a phone call, and he's like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> but when the light goes on and the scream at the car, uh, they, they're, they're, like, not scared enough, though, to get to not inspect right mm. so they do get out of the car to check it out cat's kind of like uh oh, we're gonna stay in here and she's trying to convince her sister and her sister's gonna have nothing to do it you know don't make me look like a you know younger siblings right Ugh. don't make me look like the, the you know the scaredy cat nerd mm. so she gets out of the car and cat gets out with her and in a rush they leave you know all the car door opens and yeah. so they're now approaching that front door you know what else I'm bringing back in terms of of uh, slang? Harshing my vibe. That's what I was thinking when you were saying that the sister one is ago. I was like, the sister's like, cat, you're harshing my vibe, dude. <laughs> Raj is listening to her tell mm-hmm. that this whole thing. They're like, they leave the car doors open yeah. and they start to go up to the door and they. So as. She she talks about them going to the door. Raj stops her mm-hmm. mid-story and just says, you heard a child's voice say, want. Want, leave home. <laughs> so Kat stops Raj saying, no, it's not what I heard. What I heard was another voice. I heard a much darker voice. And all it said was, no one is leaving. And I heard my voice. I'm not doing that one again. <laughs> then all of a sudden... <laughs> All the car doors that were open slammed shut, and Kat said she felt this cold just pass by her, not almost through her. And she said she got ill, the light turned off, it just disappeared, and it just looked like something was retreating. Now, my friends, she goes on, is they're all screaming, my sister is in complete hysterics. Which, of course, causes all the neighbors to start their lights going on, understanding what the commotion is, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden hearing other voices saying, we're calling the police, you know, you damn kids. You know, the, the whole thing, which, again, because like you were saying earlier, yeah. is a problem. So they all rush back to get in the car. They sit down. And Kat starts telling Raj that she sat on something. Mm-hmm. And then when she looked down to see what she... What it was, right, yeah. She found red crayons. I'm not allowed to say crayons anymore because then I get made fun of. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so Cat is just vehemently telling Raj again they weren't there at any point. Yeah, like why would they be? Too? Exactly. Raj is like just speechless. Yeah, exactly, and he immediately starts telling her about the dreams he was having over mm-hmm. the semester, and she froze. And then told him that, yeah, I've had the same dreams. And then she went on to say that she she goes, look, and this is, I'm laughing for what you said, because Raj's not telling anybody. Kat <laughs> tells her mom the story and about the summer, the dreams, the nights, yeah. events, and everything like that. And Kat went on to say, hey, my mom didn't even flinch at any of it, but she looked worried. You could mm-hmm. tell that there was concern she in like her. She knew something. Right. So... That's when Kat's mom started to tell her this story about 
or similar stories, I I should say, about the schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. Stories that she hadn't heard before either. And Kat went on to say that her family, you know, lived in this town in that area for generations. Right. And then Kat, Kat was asking Raj, hey, look, this is... We need to we need to it's go exposition talk. time. That's right. So, <laughs> look, can we just go somewhere? And I got the story to tell you. Raj is like, I'm not hungry because I've just eaten all. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, this isn't about food. This is about exposition. <laughs> right. So Cat <laughs> drives him to a diner and is about to give him a history lesson about this house and how everything had begun in Shannonburg. We were just having an aside about banter. Oh, my God. And uh, I it's, I think it's a generational thing, so I apologize. Banter is important. I know. I, I like, I think, like I said. He doesn't like the banter. No, no. I, when I'm listening to something, uh, I'm more invested in the story, I guess. So I don't mind the banter. And I'm, I'm fine because you're very good at it. Thank you. So. I try. I like go through, so. I have a lot to carry. But clearly. <laughs> I'm picking up the slack. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where were we? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, Kat has to tell the story. (laughs) Yes, they're at the diner. They're going to the diner. We took a short break. That quickly became a longer break. (laughs) And we actually don't know how long the break is yet, but we'll find out, I guess. Um, So, where we are. Okay, so, Kat, diner, Raj, full, decides that, hey, let's Let's hear it because it's about what? What was it about? Shannonburg? Exposition? Oh, exposition! So, it was a little bit of a long break that we just took. <laughs> um, Kat goes on to explain, because of our family being a one of the... Deep-rooted generation. Yeah, yeah. They're old money. I don't know. No. They, I, it's a, I was referencing... No, it's fine. Oh, was that banter? <sighs> um, Shannonburg... Oh, well, she goes on to tell that Shannonburg wasn't a rich town and it well i guess it does have its upper middle class kind of thing um and that's where the new development was being was being done um but Mm. the schoolhouse was part of the the older part of town old town first that was banter oh my god (laughs) i regret saying anything about this But let's uh, let's just stick to what we know. <laughs> let's just stick to what we're good at. Okay, <laughs> I'll handle it. I feel like I've been demoted. Um, demoted? You were never promoted. Uh, again, Kat is going on telling the story that her her mother told her. Mm-hmm. Originally, Shannonburg was this farming land uh, and pretty much covered all of the area. Mm-hmm. All right, and the first thing to be built in most towns when they're getting settled are or the church yes it's it's the church unfortunately and a school okay that's fine and then they have you know the general store that kind of stuff and then as time goes on you might get a pharmacy well actually you know in stardew valley the famed uh video game in which you can the what stardew valley um they don't have a church so Uh, and, and and just, that is fine. Insane. And I'm not. I, I, that's, that's, you know, better, I think. Okay. We should all model our lives right. around Stardew okay. Valley. Okay. Listen. Oh, to be holidays. Holidays. Stardew Valley has holidays. Um, this is not an ad. Anyway. But it should be. <laughs> we were uh, 
there could be a doctor's office and then a time, maybe a pharmacy, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But mm-hmm. you build around Years. what the services you need. Um, now, the buildings were pretty close to each other because, again, you just wanted to walk. It wasn't as if we had... Yeah, Stardew Valley is pretty walkable as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but the way this town was built and as it grew, it was... The, these services or these um, structures were built on the backside of one particular family farm. You know, in Stardew Valley, that's also how the economy works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's based on my farm. I'm uh, actually really rich. I'm a millionaire. Okay. And I've built myself up. <laughs> well, coincidentally, the family uh, that owned that farm also built a lot of these buildings because that's where stardew valley diverges from this story except for you apparently because you're so rich unless you just don't care about the people around you. i do i actually built somebody a house okay because i was i was you know they needed a, a help so i built them a house and then i did it anonymously it was a whole thing okay well anyway this family <laughs> that owned this ta- this farm area had tragedy strike them before the expansion mm. of the town okay the elderly parents of this farm and or the i guess the patriarch and matriarch had been uh killed tragically and i guess we've said that in already. a silo accident in a silo accident yeah. which is one of my worst fears i've yeah, never been near out. a silo it, but have you seen those diagrams of um like how like once you get trapped in the grain in a silo like why you can't get out I don't I get why you can't well me out well I think it's kind of that I know that they all talk about how quicksand you actually can't die in quicksand but it's that being suffocated and how the forces don't allow you to escape kind of thing the more you struggle like the worst fear I live in a city and yet silos are my worst fear well think about I mean just if it was corn too like it's getting all everywhere Anyway, I mean the corn mazes that we used to go to. Yeah, had a, had it was a... everywhere. <laughs> um, so these parents died in this silo, and horrible that, way to die. And that left the farm to two brothers, and they're the ones that kind of, in the honor of their their parents, built and expanded the town again. Mm-hmm. The, the parents, of course, were 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 very generous. You know, good people. Yay, and. As time went on, one brother stayed on to tend the farm, while the other brother basically went on to get a higher education in in the medical field, basically, too, to help the town, Mm -hmm. or at least I think that was the plan. So the brother returned, the the educated educated brother returned sooner than expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he returned, he was explaining how he just was the top of the class good. yeah he had finished early he like brought someone back from yeah, the dead his, <laughs> he there was, was a whole thing with like frankenstein but like we don't have to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> he was uh just you know so smart and mm-hmm. his work ethic that you know that was built on this oh, farm of is course what, of course you know and you know the professors were in awe of his prowess and he could have worked anywhere in the country if not the world but no, he he was, you know, he had small beginnings, humble beginnings. Right. He decided that, no, I have to honor my parents and need to come home and <laughs> do good. Right. Of course. So he his plan was to start his own medical practice, mm. actually open up a pharmacy, as well as a kind of general store, which, you know, delighted 
the town. So oh, yeah. young Shannockburg at the time is thinking, look at this. The prodigal son has returned, and here he is, and he's going to just bring us into the you next century. You could say that he was a pillar of the community. <laughs> a pillar of the community. <laughs> so th- this, this, this aura is there, right? Mm-hmm. His brother... The farmhand, mm-hmm. the farmer, also was very prosperous in what he was doing. His and, family has some good genes. Right. And he was as well-liked, and he became mayor of the town. Now, the doctor was a bachelor and, you know, had his prospects, but always working. Too busy for... That's something that you can do in Stardew Valley. There are, like, bachelors and bachelorettes, and, you know, and there's... You can, like... Uh-huh. You propose with a sure. seashell. and Okay, continue. Well... <laughs> The farmer brother <laughs> had had married and had a pretty large family. So time's going on. Town is expanding. And the main street's being developed into more than just this farm and pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And the doctor wasn't bothered by it at all. And for most neighbors, they all saw this as, hey, this is a blessing. We're, we're, we're going to be metropolitan. More, right. yeah, yeah. Now, families around found... T- as more people moved in, families found different jobs. The town kept expanding. And what they realized, though, was that they had to basically move a lot of this information, or they had to move closer to the center of town because, again, this was like the outskirts. It was right. the, that part. So everything's kind of moving. Evolving and, yeah. And as that happened, and as folks kind of, you know, came into their own, people started to question this doctor a little bit. They're getting a little weary of him. Um, what? Why? Well, would mainly they do because that? why? Because they didn't understand who his clients were, and it didn't seem like he was actually gaining any new ones because people thought his bedside manner was just odd. Left something to be desired. Yes, and what they started to see that were that his clients actually were coming from out of town mm. people, rich. People. I needed discretion. Yes. <laughs> so as again more families moved away from this section like closer to the center. To the center. Uh the schoolhouse was repurposed as now a private school. Boo. And an orphanage. Woo. <laughs> and it was again very small to begin, very maybe twelve children at a time. Um the upstairs was all bunk beds and, and it was a boys only orphanage. Yeah, because women aren't allowed to learn. <laughs> That's not allowed. But they they did keep the bottom part as a schoolhouse, and the for, only wait was it for the kids in the orphanage? In or? the orphanage, okay, pretty okay, much okay. a private school. So for yeah, them. I maintain women are not allowed to learn. That's right. So <laughs> the uh, the the students that were there in this orphanage again were not local. Mm-hmm. They were just from all over the place. And the doctor then decided that, well, you know, I, I'm so smart, I can just teach these children too. So, oh, of course. Classic. A man of so many traits. Uh, a jack of all trades, master of all. And what was so weird, and again, you know, they're eating their fries right now, cats yeah. and Raj, is that the brother, the farmer brother, mysteriously died <gasps> in a similar fashion what? as... His parents oh, or their parents. Those darn c- silos. I always yeah. call them silos in my mind. And at some point, the sister-in-law signed over all of the land to the super smart brother who oh, of course. would take care of everything. I mean, what else was she supposed to do? She's a woman. She can't do it herself. 
And it was believed that she just left town with her children. Uh, of course. So. You know, she's, she's a Nothing to woman. see here. <laughs> this is not sus at all. The doctor then quickly sold the land, the farmland, and it became that next, you know, big cookie cutter neighborhood. Yeah. But the doctor, I should say, the doctor didn't sell all the land. Enough to basically still have enough land to surround his yeah. pharmacy, his private school, Enough so that in the future, neighbors would still be able to hear all the people coming to the schoolhouse and get annoyed by it. Yes. <laughs> that was his plan. He was like, I'm going to disrupt this neighborhood in any way I can. <laughs> now, he is left to himself. Yep. Has this private school, and occasionally he would go into town, you know, for whatever needed type yeah. things. But he pretty much was self-sufficient in this area. He was adamant that... Anyone that was going to come see him had to give him notice. Oh, that's not suspicious no, at all. No. And the town was like, whatever, you know, he's done enough. The family, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We're not going to bother. He's gone through so much, you know, like he's a real success story. But because his land was kind of secluded, it was an area for young lovers to. Of course. Classic. Yeah. Small town. Exactly. It's their lover's lane area kind of thing. Now. One evening, a couple had parked out of eyesight of any of those buildings when they started to hear faint screams. <laughs> they drove towards them to, you know, inspect or to, for, just to see what was going on. Right. And um, as they got closer to the sound, they noticed that the lights in the basement of the pharmacy were on, but everything else was dark. And as they got closer and tried to peer in the window... They realized that it was, you know, blocked. It was not boarded up or anything, but frosted in a way or film. Something that just basically uh, made it hard to see. In. Did you know that frosted glass is, like, etched to be frosted? Like, it's textured and not. it's not like a film that they put over it? So is it um, when they are actually, I guess you don't blow f glass panes. No, but like when they're, they like etch into the surface of the glass so that it's not smooth. But, so it's the surface. It's not in inside. No, it's the surface. Well, that's weird. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah, that is. And oh. that like makes it, because it's so textured, it gets rid of the transparency. Huh. That's had, crazy. Did not know that. So oh, I'm wondering where he did. Fun well, facts with Emma. He probably created this. He probably invented this because he's so smart. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, but when they're peering through, they could kind of make out large shadows or a large shadow, say hovering or doing something. They knew this wasn't right. And they just took off to get help. Mm -hmm. Now the doctor had noticed the commotion or at least had some idea that there's something outside yeah. and went to expect. And as he went out, he saw this, the, the, the taillights disappearing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he knew he was in kind of trouble. By the time the police arrived, Everything was normal. There were no lights on. It was quiet. Uh, police knocked on the door, went to the pharmacy, closed up. They went to the orphanage, locked, banged on the door. You know, and at asking, this point, sorry, the pharmacy is not in use anymore? Or it's like very rarely used because most of it is in the center of town now? Well, his pharmacy. Like, I mean, his he still has right, right. clients that are... The, the discretion. Yeah. Ones, right. So 
you know, they're knocking, they're, they're asking for this doctor, mm-hmm. and finally a light turns on. The doctor appears, opens the door, and just kind of, you know, can tell that he had just been awoken. He's in his tidy whities Got a nightcap on. Let's not. That's not imagery anyone wants to see. The okay, nightcap. He has a nightgown. Fair. Okay. With a little candle holder. With a, yeah. yeah. He's like um, hunched over a little bit. That's right. Bah humbug. Um, so <laughs> he's asking, holidays. sorry, what's the problem, officers? You know, and they are like, look, we've had a complaint. Can you please open up your pharmacy? And he's he's kind of like, well, why? I mean, there's, I, I don't understand. And mm. they're, they're cops. Just do what we tell you. So he obliges, he goes over next door, opens up the uh, pharmacy, mm-hmm. they follow him in, you know, there he is, they're like, or he wants to go in, he's like, no, no, you stay here, sir. Uh, so he again asks what the problem is, and they're not giving him an explanation. Police go inside, they start searching everything, the door to the basement is locked. So they call him in, being like, dude, we need to search, open up this this door. And he's like, look, it's been locked for years. I don't I, I don't have the key. Oh, okay. Right. Please so like, yeah, 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 fine. Break open the door. Ha ha ha. No foley. Oh. Okay, there. Thank you. I thought that you were against my foley, so I was gonna oh, no, sorry. Just, bring it you know. in. But now you now that you're very pro foley, don't you worry. Oh, I will be bringing it back. You're welcome, folks. Um <laughs> so they break down the door, they they go downstairs and no power. I don't have a sound for that one. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, the doctor then says, hey, look, I haven't used this basement in years. You know, the, the pharmacy itself is not like, the, as you mentioned before, it's it's pretty much just used for my few clients that I have. They, you know, my Rolodex is small. <laughs> so police are looking around. They find the fuse box. They turn on the power. And the place mm-hmm. is just empty. You know, the only thing that's weird about it is that it is immaculate. Right. As it, you know, it hadn't been used and it's been empty for years, but it's so clean. No Oof. cobwebs, no dust, nothing. So the cops are just kind of like, like our microphones before we started recording. Fair today. enough. <laughs> That's right. right. You know, I'm still like, I'm shocked we haven't been sneezing. I but, have. <laughs> fair enough. It might just be Willow, though. True. So they find it, like I said, odd, mm-hmm. but there's no. There's nothing that they can do. Yeah. There's no evidence. The absence that. of something can't. Right. So they go back to the orphanage and they start now asking the doctor questions. Mm. They start to also explain why they were there. And he is saying, well, look, I was asleep. I don't know what's going on. Um, but he did say this is private property. So I think you should be going after these kids who were trespassing and they should be charged. Wow. And the, and the police They're are kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't tell us how to do our job. Um, <laughs> but is there anyone else that has access to your, your pharmacy or the office or the basement? And uh, and at that point, the uh, another officer interrupted and said, he goes, like, wait, why are there no children around? And the bah, bah, bah. doctor doesn't skip a beat and says, you know, that it was a fortunate year that all his students had been adopted um, and that this had only happened once before and that he planned to accept new applicants for the next, you know, school session. A likely story. The police are kind of thinking, well, we're not taking this guy. He's just odd again. Well, we're going to go look upstairs. So they go upstairs and they find all the dorm rooms and all the bedrooms empty. Um, except for, well, they were, should be completely empty, but barren, except for one thing that they found up on the, uh, 
upstairs, mm-hmm. right? Which is these crayons that were on the floor. What? Unbelievable. <laughs> and then there was an, one more room that was locked at the top of the house. Kind of looked like it was the attic. So they go, hey, you know, can we get up there? And um, the doctors, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. They get up there and it's a finished room, but there was no power to the room. Mm. And he, they asked, well, can you put the fuse on for this? And the doctor said, look, it was never wired to the main. There's, it's just not, it's not wired to anything, bom, the main bom, box. Bom. <clears throat> and he said it was just used <laughs> as a playroom during the day, an extra room if he had guests, you know, it'd be lit by candlelight. The police used their flashlights, they're surveying around, and found nothing. So the police told him that they were sorry. Look, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're we're going to head out. Uh, and again, the doctor's like, well, look, you know, thank you. I understand. I I, I get why, but can you stop the trespassers? <laughs> and uh, the office, uh, one of the officers basically, as he was walking, you know, walking out, was saying that, um, you know, this is just weird that, there are no children. There's something's weird out here. Just mm-hmm. he just had this hunch. Okay. Ah, those detectives and their hunches. I don't know if he's a detective, just maybe an officer. Maybe a soon-to-be there. detective. Who knows? Yeah, getting a promotion. Okay, so time goes on. It's now later in the the getting closer to the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Same um, minute, though. And that officer's like, you know, that's gonna it's bothering me. Yeah, I want to go take another pass by the place. So. He came very quietly, mm-hmm. you know, not to offend or to also surprise. Uh, so the car lights are off and everything. Mm-hmm. And the moment the officer saw the orphanage or close enough to see the orphanage, he noticed that the attic room had a light on. Not, what? Not candlelight. <gasps> power. So he called dispatch, talked to the chief. Chief, you know, um, was saying, I don't know what you're talking about, like mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And there's this thing and he's explaining, but when he looks back up, the lights light off. is gone. Now the chief asks him if he was sure what he saw, you mm-hmm. know, you've been up all night, it's light shift, that kind of, right, exactly. You know, <laughs> so he's like second guessing himself at the point. So the chief just said, look, leave it alone. We've already bothered this guy enough and he's going to just tell us to talk about the trespassers. So just, it is what it is. Let's go. This so, doctor really is gaslight gatekeep girl <laughs> boss. I know you're too old for that. But. Okay. But the more in tune listeners. So now Raj is sitting at this diner, not even realizing, like, he's now eating the fries because he's (laughs) entranced in this story Mm -hmm. that Kat's telling him. And, you know, and he's asking her, like, how how come we've never heard this before? And Kat's just saying, I don't know. I don't know either. But my mom, when she was telling it to me, I believed, you know, believe every word and Mm -hmm. just do it. Haven't you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. So the next day, right? Cat goes on to tell that the the officer and his partner decide to go check it out again. So they go knock on the door. No answer. They start searching around, you know, the orphanage and Mm -hmm. everything. And it looks like it's abandoned. So they're ready to leave when the officer looks up at the attic window. And he could have sworn he saw the face of a little boy. (gasps) He screams up to the window to get the attention. Right. Nothing. And then he just decides to break down the door. As he runs up to the attic, pushes the door open, they're shocked to find the doctor hanging by a noose. Oh. So this is causing <laughs> crazy commotion around the town, right? Mm-hmm. So the next week, it's insane. There's police there. Children, uh, the They're searching every building as thoroughly as po- uh, 
possible. And now they started to find things. They find traces of, uh, you know, of, you know, a child maybe living there or children in general, right? Just things, clothes, toys, hidden everywhere kind of thing or put in, you know, put out of place in a way or made to not be found, right? Um, And when they start looking for more things, they realize that, uh, you know, the the doc, well, I should say this, when they, when they finally do the autopsy on the, um, on the doctor, they find that he has crayons in his possession. Like in his clothes and stuff? Yeah. So the officer now returns to the building. Couldn't afford pencils. And decides to, yeah. It's a, and <laughs> he has to do all his paperwork. Doctor's well, again, <laughs> I think this one officer is kind of like, these are all signs that there are people living here, mm-hmm. like, you know, they, which we didn't find the first time. So he's, he goes back to that attic because he just knows, I saw a boy there. There's something off. Right. So he goes up there and he is doing everything he can. And as he looks under the bed, like the, the standing bed that was there, he finds written in crayon the words, Leave home now. <laughs> he then decides to inspect the pharmacy again down mm-hmm. to the basement. And when he goes down there, he finds these broken um, crayons hidden in like a, a medical container or, you know, f- you know, whatever, a pharmacy, something. Mm-hmm. So Tylenol. <laughs> so he, he's now 100 percent positive to himself that there was a child there that night mm-hmm. and somehow it like, it's no longer right what where did this yeah, kid like go solving this this mystery that people don't even think exists right. so months now go on and the officer whenever in his, in in his off time mm-hmm. would just do as much searching as as he could and look yeah. for clues but because there was no uh because of the will and how everything went down there was no uh next of kin mm-hmm. so the estate ended up shocking going, nobody Nobody was the was sister-in-law good enough for this doctor. Was, yeah. Wow, I wonder why he shoved everybody away and didn't have <laughs> a next of kin. This is so crazy. So I don't. I again, no will, no anything. So the estate, the or all of the property land mm-hmm. was went back to the city, and by that time they're like, "Look, dude, Le- like leave it." Yeah, you, you got another job. You got to do mm-hmm. these other things. Maybe he didn't get promoted to detective then. <laughs> now. The city was trying to figure out how to rehabilitate the space. Um, there was, again, the stigma of this doctor who killed himself there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bad juju, right? Yeah. But the officer, of course, still drove by. And he swore that on multiple occasions, he noticed that there were lights on in the attic, even though the place was abandoned and right. everything was shut off to the place, right? And then he also believed he had seen lights on in the basement. Now... He did confide in his fellow work workers or colleagues, <laughs> and they just laughed him off and yeah. just thought he was crazy and he had this obsession. Okay. Classic. Now, that was, again, they're at the diner. Kat's saying this was 50 years ago when all this went down. So many years. The doctor's office had then been converted to like a family ranch home, right? Mm-hmm. But that then had been abandoned over time. The general store was torn down, replaced with another single family home. Mm-hmm. And the school though was kept pretty much intact and it was used as a makeshift school for overflow or like an after school facility or a camp, that kind of thing. Yeah. Repairs few and far between, you know, 
most of them knew the taxpayer money was going to, of course, new things. Right. Let's not keep this up to regulation. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, come the summer, this schoolhouse, old orphanage, Mm -hmm. private school, was the destination for the summer kids, right? For their place to hang out and just kind of they're they're local. Mm Mm-hmm. So Kat now stops. And finishes her story. Right. And looking at Raj. And he's still focused on her eating of the fries. Uh, And then (laughs) he says to himself, look, I've, I I believe, you know, I've heard about the doctor part, but I didn't know anything about a boy. Right. Or even this orphanage part. I guess maybe I, but you know, I didn't think, hear anything about children this much kind of thing. I just thought it was a school. And he goes, he had never heard about this basement thing Mm -hmm. either. Right. Um, and then he just stopped and he looked at her and goes, do you think this is the boy trying to talk to us? Right. And then Kat just looked at him straight on and just nodded, yeah. Yeah. So Raj sat there silently, you know, now he's got his drinking his coffee and everything. <laughs> and he just kind of- I'm not hungry, he said. <laughs> he looks at her and he's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Mm. Kat's saying, I know it's crazy, but I think we got to go back and see if that boy appears. She's waiting for his reaction, ready to kind of just be like, totally, she's crazy. <laughs> and Raj is like, yeah, you're right. Right. And I think I have a good idea. We can't break in because, you know, if we do, people will see it and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, however, we have access because we can go in there on behalf of the rec department mm-hmm. and maybe we can open this up during the winter break because... It's just some place for people to hang out with. We yeah. can, we'll volunteer our time. You know, we can do whatever. We'll just basically use that as the front. And <laughs> that way, we have the place to ourselves so we can figure out what's going on. Um, so Kat's just enthralled. <laughs> this is great. You don't think I'm crazy? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Evil plan. So Raj speaks to the recreation director who said it's going to be a great idea as long as, you know, they volunteer and everything. <laughs> um, but he needed to see if it was, you know, Anything that, whatever, paperwork, insurance, all that other crap. Like, like, let's, you know, if somebody gets hurt, who gets sued? (laughs) Um, So Raj tells Kat, we're good. So when we get back from break. We got the go ahead. We're fine. Um, And his plan was, or their plan was that we'll open the day after Christmas and we can do this from Christmas pretty much before New Year. So maybe it's not a full week, but enough for people who need something for the kids. Yeah, just a little bit of a, yeah. So Raj finishes mid-December from semester. Cat's mm-hmm. pretty close by to that, and they're home. Whoa, what a coincidence. He finishes his fall semester and goes home to resume a project that has been thwarted by college? It, what? So coincidental. Uh, I don't know where that would have happened before. Art imitates life. <laughs> oh, so, um... So they go get the keys, right? Mm. And they asked if they could kind of get there before Christmas Day a little bit, just to prep kind of stuff. But before they do that, they're like, you know, maybe we should just let Sergeant Bear know that we'll be there. I mean, who knows if he knows or anything like that. And the recreation director is also like, that's a good idea. But look, it's got to be just you two. This is not a party place. Otherwise, bigger problems. Of course, Rod, Raj and Kat are like, yeah, yeah, We're yeah, not partiers. Yeah, we're, They're nerds. We're so. just going to, it's for the kids, you know? Think yeah. of the children. They're like, I love being an unpaid intern. This is right. my life goal. So they go to see Sergeant Barron and tell him 
that, hey, here's the deal. Just don't worry. Like if people are saying, why are there lights on this and that? We'll be prepping stuff. And, you know, we it's a very short period of time. So chances are we may be there after hours kind of thing. And he's like, wow, that's wonderful what you guys are doing. But in the back of his mind, he's like, they're not telling me something. Nobody doesn't want money. <laughs> Everyone's in it for something. <laughs> so they they go to the to the schoolhouse, broad daylight, you know, they... Because again, they know what could may happen, whatever. They're not they're not idiots. And when they go to open the door, they're immediately hit with the cold of the inside. So they're checking the temp. It's, you know, it was held at 55. Um, there was a fireplace, but they're like this, they have no idea if it's usable. Um, yeah. so they just, you know, they try to turn on the temp, just get a little bit warm and leave the fireplace by itself. So good idea. They're checking out the rest of the place, and uh it seems in order, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of how they left it when for the summer yeah yeah. and you know they find themselves now just by chance looking at this sealed door that goes upstairs and raj figured that he tried to figure out i tried to figure out you know how to open this door kind of thing Mm -hmm. but again there's no doorknob or anything like that so he's trying to jimmy something but he can't do anything and uh Kat just kind of laughed there saying like oh wouldn't it be hysterical if you know this just opened um (laughs) and uh you know, Raj it might have been smart if they had, you know, unsealed the wallpaper part first before maybe. trying to open the door. But, you know, it's, I won't judge. <laughs> <laughs> so Kat then said, like, look, there's got to be a way to break this thing open. And uh, she's going, she's like, look, there's tools in the basement. I think there's a crowbar down there. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a way to pry this thing out. So they go down to walk to the basement. Raj asked, you know, hey, do you want me to follow with you or you want me to stay up here? And she's like, I'll be fine. Um, but, hey, I'll take the company. Yeah, so, you're in a haunted house. <laughs> Never split up. So they walk down to the basement and they are stopped in their tracks. Do you know why? Was it the fireplace? <laughs> Could yeah. it be? Was the fireplace stacked with wood and ready to go? They had just looked at it and they were like, <laughs> and what it was the? empty. Yeah, and now there's, this, there's firewood and everything as if something or someone was and then a voice goes just not roasting oh wait sorry okay (laughs) so they're you know kind of on edge again Mm -hmm. they go over to look at it and what they find as they're inspecting this beautifully you know laid out Mm -hmm. stack of wood was a crayon uh so it would be just not roasting So Raj and Kat are like, well, this is not, this is actually a good sign. This, yeah. The, the, the boy. The, yeah. This, there's a child trying to communicate with us. Exactly. Like, we're, we're in the good spirit. So they look around for other clues and then they're startled by the sound in the basement. <laughs> so they start to make their way when the stacked wood is toppled over. And then that they was start my stacked wood toppling over noise. Then they start hearing these heavy footsteps coming from the basement. Boom, 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 and boom, boom. And then the front door to the schoolhouse flung open. Russian <laughs> <laughs> cat. Sounds like a, I a cat. Like a cat. <laughs> completely freaked out and ran towards the open door. When they get out there, they're focusing on the doorway. They saw a small shadow appear. And it looked like something darker appeared behind it. So they're outside looking They're outside the looking in, right. It then seemed like the smaller object had been sucked 
upwards into the dark shadow, and then the door slammed shut. They then saw something roll off the doorstep onto the ground. Again? It was a crayon! A red crayon? We'll see. (laughs) Then they heard the heavy steps and multiple doors open and close, as if somebody was going through. Yeah. And it seemed that they had actually gone up through the sealed door, but they didn't hear any steps going up. It just sort of like, they, they, it just sort of almost teleported the sound. They heard a door open and then no steps. Ooh. But then they started to hear more sounds on the back side of the house and then going This is why you down. leave. You leave. God. So they kind of waited a couple minutes more just to kind of gather themselves. Mm-hmm. And then left. Well, <laughs> no. And then stopped hearing movie. any noises. I can't do that one in Foley. <laughs> so they go back to the front door and open again. As they slowly kind of walk in, they scope everything out. They don't say anything to each other. And then they go back to that sealed door, which seemed untouched. They know they heard that door open. Yeah. So they've had enough for one day, right? They're like, okay, you know what? valid. (laughs) Let's regroup. Let's just, we'll figure what's going on. So they're going back to Kat's car. And then Raj thought he saw a light turn on up in the the abandoned doctor's office Mm. or the side office thing. He looked again and thought uh, maybe just a reflection of the light or whatever. He told Kat and she turned off the car. And she said, we got to check that out. Raj's like, it's kind of getting dark. You know, if there were power, maybe. And Kat just opened the car trunk, <laughs> grabbed two lanterns, two flashlights, <laughs> and a screwdriver. You know, she's always ready. Was it a sonic screwdriver? Yeah. Rosh paused and kind of was going to say something. And he's like, yeah, um, nah, maybe shut up. <laughs> she then said, look, you're the one who's got the electric, electrical engineering degree, so you wow. can figure it out. An electrical engineering degree? You can figure out the lights. What? Raj, oh, that's kind of unrealistic. Raj laughed and said, hey, it doesn't really work that way, but I can see you're on a mission. She pointed to the screwdriver, slipped her, slipped that in their back pocket, and then said, Girl Scouts. Yeah. I was never a Girl Scout. So they start to go towards the abandoned office, start poking around, trying to figure out how to get in. But everything was like a dead end. And Kat then kind of moved ahead of Raj and then called to him saying, hey, um, come over here, look at this window. And they're at the window, and he goes, I'm pretty sure we can get through here. Raj mm-hmm. is looking at the window, and it looked locked. And then Kat said that she found something on the ground. And in her I hand... I wonder what it could be. <laughs> is it a crayon? And in <gasps> her hand, there's a crayon. <laughs> and Raj found a log to allow him to kind of reach to the window. or Like to step like, on it to yeah, Well, yeah, to then basically, without any force, he could open it. So he could, oh, they okay, climbed okay. up on that, and then... He helped Cat up, and they go into the window. So much for not breaking and entering. <laughs> well, entering. They didn't break. Um, so. Okay, okay, listen. <laughs> they're inside. They're trying every light switch, nothing. They're, they open up some shades at least to get some of the late afternoon sun in. Um, but the place had been renovated, right, to a single-family home at that point. But it was it had been vacant for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And there were still, like, old rugs, boxes, that kind of stuff. But it hadn't been lived in. And they kind of, because it was a ranch, it's just a single story, they right. went from place, like, one end to the other. Um, and then they decided to go in the basement. No. 
But That's a bad idea. They couldn't find any doors that led to the basement. That means leave. <laughs> so they went <laughs> back to the kitchen looking. and they're like knocking on all the walls to see if there's, you know, some kind of mm-hmm. different sounds or something that's off. And as they get to the corner of this kitchen, there's this big, large, empty box and it was turned over. Raj kind of pushed it to the side and inspected the corner. Cat turned the box over and yelled over to Raj. And inside the box, written in crayon. In said, crayon, you say? In crayon said. Want leave home. <laughs> so they both looked back at the corner and all of a sudden they felt a heaviness fall upon them. No. And it was if the air was kind of pushing them down. So Cat looked at Raj and just said like, I can't move. And then Raj went over, but he couldn't get to touch her. Like he couldn't reach over or anything mm-hmm. like that. And then there was some kind of like feel like shit, which is blocking him from being able to. A force field? A ghost force field? So Cat, <laughs> you know, started to really have a hard time breathing. Ooh, this is like pre-COVID. Suffocate. Oh my God. Um, so Raj turns back to the corner and starts start like, you know, kicking at the wall. Mm-hmm. And his foot broke through the drywall and it found this door. And then he started just tearing apart the drywall, ripping it off. And it basically cleared this area for a door to be standing right in front right. of him. And as he touched the doorknob, a force came through that door, just knocking him Ooh. down. Okay. Not good. So. <clears throat> he hits the ground. Yeah. He's going to hit the ground. Um Air's kind of knocked out of him, yeah. and he's looking over a cat who's now like just slumped on the floor, and he's trying to focus on her, but his eyes are just growing heavy, and then everything just goes black. He must have just gotten his booster. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing Raj uh, felt was this force on his shoulders. Someone's feeding him Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> he's in this dream state. You know, he can hear a voice, but he can't understand the words. And as he comes out of this fog, his eyes finally focus on Cat, just kind of shaking him on mm. by his shoulders. And Cat's saying, hey, can you hear me? Hey, Raj, wake up, wake up. Raj starts to sit up and, you know, grabs his chest from the pain of just, you know, like and the wind knocked out of him. And he felt, you know, like, again, he had been hit. And like hit. Hit like, hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, almost Bruce like a car Bruce. or something. Yeah. So he gets up, kind of immediately like hugs Cat and just, you know, are you fine? She's like, look, uh, yeah, I'm good. But her head was pounding. Her neck felt kind of, you know, sore. Tightened, um, yeah. Like, and, it, and that it had been, you know, choked, strangled. Wow. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so Raj asked, how long have I been out? And she said, she had only woken about 30 minutes ago and tried to wake you up. You know, you were breathing and all, but you were like in a dream state. Yeah. She then tried to get help, but said that they were locked in. Not good. She pointed to the outside and said, it's completely dark. And I, and to answer your question, I, I, I think we've been out for six hours. Damn. So now they're looking around. and It's a good nap. <laughs> they're trying to figure out, you know, how the windows now are like kind of boarded shut. Um, they don't know how that happened. Cat's uh, completely mystified of everything <laughs> that's going on. And then they start to hear these sounds coming from underneath them, below them you know, a floor below them. And it felt as the floor was kind of getting warm and that light could come through like the uh, the door that was going mm-hmm. to that basement that they had that he'd broken up or took that sheetrock off of. Right. So 
They start to approach the door and try to open it, but they can't. It just won't budge. Mm. So Kat, <laughs> this girl, girl scout that she is. Hell yeah. Reaches into her back Go pocket. Go Kat. Go Kat. Bring out that screwdriver. <laughs> Pry that latch open. So she's on it, just trying to go through it, getting it out, trying to, and she finally gets it open. When they reach the basement floor, again, power out. Oof. Cat looks at Raj. <laughs> says, hey, again, Girl Scout. Lanterns, lanterns, lanterns. So they turn on their lanterns, and now they're just searching the basement as much as for anything they can find. And what do they find? A door, and it was Coraline a, style. <laughs> yeah, and it was a door that was actually hidden behind the stairs that came down into the basement, right? Uh-huh. So, again, you know, no one would have secret thought. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel. Shit, exactly. She, cat opens that door. House. She looks at that door, opens a door, and she finds that it. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. <laughs> and it leads back to the orphanage. So they're walking now through the tunnel. And as they're walking through the tunnel, they find rooms off of this tunnel, this corridor. Thumbs down. Um, they're searching to figure out what else is here. And they find this fuse box. And that turns on the power to the tunnel. I'm surprised it still works. To the attic. Ooh. And to the basement. Ooh. This is when they realize that The doctor must have been hiding Hiding the children children. somewhere here. Right. So they go into each room one by one. Mm -hmm. And they feel the same heaviness that they felt in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The kitchen, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. A weight thought down there. And now they're like. Police. Yeah. We got to find it. We got to get out of here. Sergeant Baird, where are you at? (laughs) You know, as they're trying to exit. Cat noticed that there's crayons on the floor to the door of that last room. Okay, so she's... go the other way. <laughs> well, so she's shouting at Raj saying, hey, look, we got to investigate this. No. Um, <laughs> and Raj is like, no, no, no. We got no time. We got to get the heck out. Let's find the cop. Right. Cat ignores him, opens the door. Cat. Raj, of course, like is like. a white person right now. <laughs> so Cat does that. Raj just is like, all right. So he follows her. And to the surprise, or to their surprise, I should say, they go into the room and the room looks lived in it's not barren kind of like the Ugh. other ones like that there are pictures on the wall there's a single bed there's a desk and at the <laughs> desk there's a little boy no drawing on paper no leave he looks up at cat and raj and he just smiles just leave him <laughs> his eyes then grow super wide and he was looking behind them both raj and cat felt something crawling on their backs ew Raj turned to see this shadowy hand made of spider legs crawling on his arm. Absolutely not. He immediately (laughs) shut the door behind them and the hand disappeared. And yeah, as the door closes upon it, this is one of my favorite parts, so I'm going to take over. (laughs) As the door shuts, they notice a a picture that's sort of like, sort of taped on there. And uh, there's a strange symbol on it. And underneath is a man, a woman, and a child all holding hands. But this little moment of peace is disrupted by the thing behind the door going... (laughs) I want to delete it to that fully. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, I took it No, no, that's good. No. (laughs) So the boy is now, like, smiling again, right? And is just pointing at the bed. 
and Cat slowly looks maybe over. Maybe he should learn to communicate with his words. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, maybe only knows the three words. So Cat <laughs> then slowly like looks over, looks under the bed, and she sees these floor boards and they're loose right not so, a good sign so she you know basically gets up and says raj hey look you know loose floorboards exactly like what you know <laughs> and then the room turns gray not a good sign there are no pictures the desk is now turned over the bed was just torn mat the, the mattress was torn mm. there's just like this frame like haunting of hill house <laughs> the only thing left was the picture on the door and the banging. Immediately, Cat moves the bed, the you know the remnants of it, mm-hmm. and she takes that screwdriver again and starts prying the floorboards. And as she starts, you know, prying get there, starts digging down underneath. She screams. I'm not gonna try and replicate that one. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> she finds the bones of a small hand, and next to it, a single crayon. Is it red? It's red. <laughs> Immediately, the banging stopped. And the heavy footsteps are retreating. Boom, 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 Raj goes over and just gives Cat a huge hug. A what hug? A huge hug. A what? Okay. <laughs> they got out of there as immediately as they could. Like everything's now opened up, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing is, doors are open, everything can go through. And within hours, the police had unearthed the remains of a young boy. They couldn't identify him, and they, it would, they thought it would take months to years mm-hmm. to finally figure out who he was. It's also the 80s, so like technology isn't the greatest the police end up condemning they don't have 23 and me condemn the you know condemns uh, all the buildings and you know start to excavate through the homes the Mm -hmm. tunnels and surrounding land nothing else was found so over the next 10 days or so raj and kat are interviewed by the police they spend most of their time you know with the, the rest of their time with their families right on new year's eve raj calls kat and just asks, hey, look, I know we're going to be going back, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to just celebrate the new year? And she's like, I thought you never ask. But she had one request. And Raj kind of had a feeling of what that was. Raj is like, not this again. <laughs> I just want to graduate with my electrical engineering degree. <laughs> so they end up driving over to the schoolhouse in the early evening. And they park in front of the house, which was you know still cordoned off with mm. police tape and everything. And Kat pulled out this picture from that she kept from the mm-hmm. door and she looked at it and said i hope you are at peace and they both felt the sense of release and uh relief and lightness around mm-hmm. them and then cat felt something in her hand and when she looked down it was a full unused red crayon <laughs> they left knowing that they had done a good thing Woo! and set off to celebrate the new year with their friends what they didn't notice was the attic light turn on and then see it eclipsed by a dark shadow. Happy New Year! The end. <laughs> I feel oh like you kind of ended that weirdly. With that. Yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a dread thing. Um, it's the juxtaposition of yeah. the celebration of the New Year with like the the knowledge that like what's going on with the house isn't quite done yet. So like I'm I'm creating complex emotion for our listeners. <laughs> Banter, folks. Banter. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm going to Wesleyan University. I have to have some of that arrogance. <laughs> well. So yeah, that's uh, 
that's our story of the that's schoolhouse of where again i don't know when it happened or if it ever happened but you know there you have it not based on anything i am gonna have to log into anchor again <laughs> i yeah. don't remember what our login is but i'll figure it out well yeah it's been a while yeah, it's been a while hope you guys uh enjoy this and uh if happy it's holidays. yeah happy holidays and if well maybe we'll do this again depending on if people yeah if we get a, a rousing chorus of more more encore <laughs> right or if it's just silence we'll assume that we just want you want us to leave I on a high it. note maybe everyone uh, was so shocked by how good it was they were like there's no way yeah, to top this yeah it could be that but it uh, is that is is what i'm saying oh <laughs> we still have like yeah there's stuff we still have to figure out we're gonna, we're gonna we haven't figured out the song yet so you'll know the song because it'll yeah, be published which is, but... i'm pretty stupid to you guys because you'll you'll know what it is yeah we, we don't, don't though so sorry we're still thinking about that but uh, it'll but, be something good and we uh yeah so i know i guess that's pretty much it i don't think yeah. we man do i i don't even know if i remember our sign off Thanks for tuning in. Oh, you did like, oh, you can follow us on Instagram yeah. or you can do this on, just and you have like the Facebook thing that no one, just I Insta- don't even go on our Facebook. Instagram is the Instagram. best. Just like, if you, if there's something you like, Twitter just, either. yeah, like the Instagram pictures. It's just everything posts. in podcast on Instagram, right? Yeah. Everything in podcast. I believe that's word. it. Yeah. That's yeah, our yeah, Instagram. Yeah. So but, uh, that's but, the place to go. <laughs> but I had fun. This was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good to, to break out the old microphones again. And equipment, yeah. We'll kind of go from there. But yeah, well, so uh, into the new year then. Yeah. To 2022. I'm still looking for someone to place me with me. I don't know if anyone remembers that episode, our other Christmas episode, when I talked about Smee. Yeah, yeah. It still sounds like so much fun. I still want to do it. Even though that one was a ghost story and it didn't really end well. Oh, <laughs> you know what's funny though? We never talked about... Telling ghost stories on, on Christmas? Christmas Eve. Ah. Uh, well, so there you it's go. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. To and, like make people feel closer to each other and yeah. also remember the dead and lost ones. And No one's going to hear this part, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm still going to say it. Yeah. So Themes so you're, you're welcome again, reverse. folks. You're all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well till uh, maybe the next one or whatever that happens. In five uh, years. Um. <laughs> yeah, whatever it happens. But again, happy holidays, happy yeah. new year, and... Uh, Have a great 2022. See you out on the airwaves. Bye. Bye.